guys, it's your girl Melissa here with Tatenda and Dioli for another episode of Hello World. It wasn't like a shock baby because you know some people have a baby and they're like, I didn't even know I was pregnant. Oh no no no! Yeah, she knew she was pregnant. Like yeah, yeah. But it's just like it was just mad because obviously you think like these contraceptions and stuff works, and it was just funny because people online were like, "Oh, look at God!" Like the Christians online were like, "Oh, look at God!" Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. Not just that, but they say a lot that contraceptives actually mess up your fertility and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know, it's. I don't know. I guess for some people it's artificial and stuff like that and you shouldn't be messing with God, but then people use condoms. So how about that? That's the thing. Some people are against condoms as well. That's I've got mad. one. Go on. Don't forget to pause here, Jolie. If there's things that you think are just waffling on, otherwise we'll finish. <laughs> All right. So a lot of controversy kind of like yesterday. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but um, Kylie Jenner obviously wore a piece oh. from, you know, a black British lady. Yeah, oh. She wore something, um, but she didn't tag, you know, the designer that she wore. They never do. You get me? Um, now, that kind of implies that the person who made the piece didn't pay her to wear it, which is why, mm. you know, if Kylie bought it or her stylist gave it to her, you know, Obviously, money hasn't been exchanged for Kylie to promote this piece. I think Kylie makes stupid amount of money um, to promo on her, you know, Instagram platform. I think she's got, you know, one of the most followers on on Instagram. So she makes a lot of money. You get me? Mm-hmm. Now, people were saying that, you know, she should have tagged the businesswoman, the black British businesswoman, you know, out of the kindness of her heart. Do you think that is <laughs> waffle or not? My thing is, should she have tagged the woman? No, because if she was handed it by her stylist, how could she have known better? I feel like most of these Jenner Kardashian family, they're literally just given brands, do you know what I mean? And then who even knows if they actually handle their own social media accounts? I don't think she should have took that responsibility. But obviously, given the current climax that we're in, everyone's just jumping on this whole, yeah, promote black businesses, right? rightfully so, but... I don't necessarily feel like she's obliged to always put, yeah, this is from Pretty Little Thing, but it would have generally supported that lady, though, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, like, morally, yeah, I saw this post that, uh, is it Iman something on Twitter? She said, morally, um, she should have tagged her. Like, it was, it's a nice thing to do, but, like, she's not obliged to. It's not demanded of her to and I just searched this up here Kylie Jenner's paid around 1.2 million dollars mm. and that's that equates to um 960,000 pounds mm. for one post on yeah. but let's keep it though if she actually did shout her out that would have been so what good to that black woman's I mean, business just off yeah, yeah facts just off Kylie wearing that piece that woman's page like I think she went from like 2k it followers on Instagram I think Whoa. she's on 20-something K now on Instagram now. Really? Mm. Yeah. 
like she was featured in an L magazine um, article, like online, mm. and like you can see her post on so many different platforms now. Like all of them are like tagging her, tagging Kylie. Like she got sold out like that day, basically. Whoa. So that helped a lot. That was a lot of exposure. Even when I saw the dress, and I was like, oh, that's a nice dress. But I thought it was like, like what's it called one of them designer ones that I could never afford. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Not right now. <laughs> I mean later on, maybe. Not right now, <laughs> but yeah, just to notice like someone who like is a black British, probably in their twenties. Yeah. It seemed like some of our friends knew her as well, and it's just like oh raw, like close to home kind of thing. So it's like raw, good on you, bro. Jolie, what's your thoughts then? Obviously, waffle or not, like what do you think about her gesture, like not shouting out the girl or kind of acknowledging where it come comes from? I, I mean, you know, just of what we said. Like Kylie Jenner herself, you know, that's a lot of money there. You get me? Um, we've literally said that just by her wearing that piece, you know, somebody's following has gone <laughs> up crazy. You know, she's sold out, you know, a lot of money mm. is being made. So on the business side, you can easily understand why, like, you know, what people are saying, saying, oh, she should have just, you know, promoted out of the kindness or she just it's not hard to tag you know all you have to do is take you know that extra five minutes just to say where you got it from this that the other yeah um but does she normally do that though that's the question i don't think she does um sometimes i sometimes she does sometimes i see her tagged or like the place where she got the clothes from yeah but do you don't think that's promo or do you think that's just out of the kindness of her heart that's the thing sometimes um the thing is if you're just let's say Kylie's just tagging here and there you get me like just for free that kind of yeah that kind of reduces her you know her value when she's trying to actually promote you know promo a product so I can I can see why she didn't do it um at the same time I'm not going to be on here on Twitter kind of like defending Kylie you get me like if I if I had to choose to defend either the black British woman or Kylie Jenner I'm choosing a black British woman like Kylie Jenner does not need me to defend her she does not need me to say you know oh she didn't do it because you know she has a price and she has value and she has markup and this that the other you get me Kylie's gonna make money whether I respect yeah, you get me she's always she's just that big she has that Kylie's making money in her sleep literally like her following is insane though isn't like it would be nice if like artists would take more of an interest on the you know the people that are helping them out really on yeah really and truly yeah. um, and a bit like to give back yeah. i'm sure kylie probably does do it but like you said is it pro- like for what's it called promotion purposes or is it genuine and it's not everything's just going to come down back to money and mm. she hasn't even responded has she like i'm looking at no, her she page did. Right yeah, she tagged she, she eventually she- tagged she put put a tweet saying because someone accused her of refusing to tag um this girl and then she put a tweet like oh i never i didn't refuse and i'll never refuse to tag a a post or whatever um and then yeah and then she she i saw she tagged it in her in the actual tweet as well Oh, I don't know. I haven't checked her twitter but i was just i was just basing this off of instagram but probably rightfully so I, i didn't really no, yeah, this was all over like Instagram the other day. Like, but yeah, it was a bit mad. Mm. But what's it called? Um, deep it. Yeah, I'll just deepen it for a second, and I need you guys to deep it. Kylie Jenner's our age mate. 
<laughs> yeah, let's not think about it. I that mean, way. like you know, the circumstances are still different. They <laughs> get me like, I wish I was born into a. Well, I don't actually wish I was born into a socialite family, but it would have been nice to, you know, I mean, have money really? around me. Get me. It'll be so much easier. Even her kids got more swag than me and a lot of people that I know. Like, <laughs> her kids got Jordans every yeah every day. Bro, it's different. It's actually nice. different. The circumstances are different. The circumstances are so, so, yeah. so different. You get me. We've grown up here, and she's grown up in Calabasas. You get me, like Calabasas. Calabasas. It is different. I mean, she has achieved a lot for her age, no doubt, but. You know, if I could have had a head start. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you get me. Those life goals will come soon. Soon. Amen. Soon now, soon. please. I beg now. <laughs> but what do, you, what do you think? Do you think people should aspire to people like that? To be like, oh, yeah, the Kardashians are my inspiration. I want to be like them. Or do you think they're a superficial kind of family? I can't lie. The Kardashians, I don't watch them a lot, but they're like my guilty Pleasure. pleasure like every now and then if i'm like on sky like you know watching tv downstairs i'll just put them on and i don't know i just love everything about them but you know when like kids or anyone goes like yeah like the kardashians are my role model like my inspiration do you think i don't know in in i don't know whether to say yes or no to that not gonna lie because each to their own i think in a sense the kardashians are a fashion inspiration to me because when mm. I see something, I'm like, oh, bro, like, I want to recreate that style and then try to find, you know, a cheaper version mm. of what they bought. <laughs> you go through primary. It, it's tight. It's tight. It's really tight. But I think for me, it's, I don't know if it's weird yet, but I've always, I've always been like, oh, I can't slander Kylie Jenner or like the Jenner family or the Kardashians because one day they're going to be my best friends. And I said, I'm actually so done. Children's like, no, but legit. Big. No, but legit. I just like, I'm just like, even if I see something funny online, I'm just like, oh, them I ones. Can't like when... it because they're going to be my best friend soon. So, well, the, them ones, you can't tweet certain I things or what? type certain things. Yeah, like, just going to be, I find Kylie so funny, not going to lie. When you actually see, like, her, when she allows her personality to come out, because um, I feel like now she feels pressured to, like, be this kind of certain type of way and, um be this fashion icon this beauty mm. icon and she's kind of been pushed to that even though it was like her own decision but she's kind of been pushed to that and people have placed her on that pedestal like she hasn't had the ability to show her that real personality in a sense mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of sad i mean without okay i guess not dodging the question do you guys see them as a role model no. do you personally think they're jolie and why and why not <laughs> I think for me, I don't see, I don't see them as a role model, but I feel like, you know, it's, there's a gray area. You get me? It's not always just black and white. Like you can take inspiration out from the Kardashians. Like they have gone from, you know, a regular socialite family to, you know, the biggest socialites and, you know, conquered fashion, Mm. conquered beauty, you know, Mm. they've conquered a lot of spaces and they've made a lot of money. And mm. you know, and Chris Jenner's a G. Chris Jenner is a G. Yeah, you can take so much inspiration out of that family, like you know, in terms of like graft, grind, you know, making it to be one of the top top families in America. You know, Kanye West right now is saying he wants to run for president. You get me, like yeah. There, there, there's, there's purpose there. You get me. Um, now on the flip side, 
there is a lot of other shady shit that they do. Like, mm. you get me? Um, they've been accused of cultural appropriation. They've been accused of Many stealing times. from black businesses. You know, they've been accused yes. of stealing generally just from black culture. You know, Kylie Jenner not stating her correct financial status. Yeah, so she's that. not a billionaire no more. There's that. You they're know. even saying that Kim Kardashian's not a billionaire either. But yeah, continue, Jolie. Like there's there's you know there's a lot of like negative things that have also come out from that family. Um, Jordan Woods, the way that they played her. That was exactly, you know. There's also you know that side, the entertainment side, um, where it comes to like relationships and you know friendships and you know Taylor, you know how they handle Taylor Swift as well, you know. So there's a lot of you know. Wait, what did Taylor Swift do? Is that the you know, Kanye West? Yeah, yeah, with Kanye, Kanye, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye oh, came yeah. and, and they're Taylor. still dismissing it really and truly to like to today. Mm. So I think with me, when it comes to, um, you know, the whole idea of a role model, um, I don't think it's, it's always black and white. I feel like there's some people that, you know, I aspire to, like LeBron for me, like he's like, you know, one of those guys where it's, it's always positive. It's hardly ever negative. That's the more type of role model that I would look to. Yeah. But with someone like the Kardashian family, like I, I don't think you can just say, you know, you can't just dismiss everything just because of you know all the accusations and allegations and stuff like that there are there are some positive sides to them you get me they have redeeming traits um yeah yeah i try i always try to look at the positives i mean one thing yeah without a doubt is that they're very very influential family and Mm. i think even the things that they stand for obviously we don't know what happens behind closed doors but i like the fact that they're quite united together as a family and you know you kind of get just drawn into that whole narrative i guess that's their selling point as well and yeah but yeah to say they're a role model hmm, i don't know like you said maybe fashion things like that because they're kind of like in your face in the public image but to say you know these are people that i want to be yeah i don't know them ones maybe their money i don't mind pay off my student yeah i agree with Dioli though like there's aspects of their lifestyle and the way they move sometimes and even christian are like not gonna lie christian Christian is the manager she's sick the Mm. way she um what's called turned around the like how the world viewed the family was sick that was sick and we haven't seen that from no one yeah for real she manages all of them which is mad as well if i'm if i'm thinking of if my mom managed me uh, Mm. (laughs) even kim even Kim with, you know, the sort of, you know, I think, I don't know if she's completed it yet, but she was trying to get, you know, a law degree. I was about to say that. And then she was doing, you know, um, the whole kind of like justice kind of project thing where, you know, she was helping people um, with bail, I believe, and trying to help people come out of prison and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the West Justice Project. I think she's got like a thing on Netflix or something. I've seen some, maybe it's on TV. Yeah, some documentary. I think, yeah. documentary. Right. So like I said, like, you know, with Kylie, like, I'm not going to defend the Kardashians. The Kardashians don't need me to defend them. <laughs> like, they got enough money for defense. <laughs> like, publicly, you get me on Twitter, I won't be here saying, oh, the Kardashians are this thing, you know, the Kardashians are this. But yeah, personally, yeah. when I look at them, like, I try to look at the positive traits. And, you know, the negative yeah. traits, you know, if I have to criticize, then I will criticize, like, I will engage in debate and say, they've done this, they've said, they've done that, I'm not going to sweep it under the rug. But, Personally, mm-hmm. I just try to look at the positive. So yeah. On a final note, do you actually watch the show? Um, when it's on and I'm like <laughs> mad bored, 
Joel, it's yeah, okay. Man. Don't know if it's mad. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, in it, though, he has to do I swear you said love and hip hop, mad boredom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a hotel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. But like, just say you like it with your whole chest. No, because right. I ain't watched the episode for a good three, four years, so I can't come in here and say that I've watched yeah, it. You yeah. get me? Because if you yeah, ask me okay. like what's happened in the last three, four years, yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah. You get me? But if it's on but and yeah. I see like an episode, like. And I'm like, there's nothing else to watch or nothing else to do. Like, yeah, you're kind of just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch it. Uh, same as Dioli. Like, I think there was the last time I watched it, and I was actually interested to, in watching it was when Kylie was with Tiger. But then at the same time, oh, I think that was a good couple of episodes. Yeah, I think <laughs> Tiger was had his own show as well, so I was watching that. And then after that, Kylie had her her own show, so I watched mm-hmm. that. But like. The Kardashians itself, not really. I just can't mm. keep up with it. And it's too many episodes and too many things happen yeah. and whatever. Mm. I just like different aspects of it. Even when Rob was with China, I watched I watched their yeah. show, their TV show. But yeah, that, that was, was an fun. interesting combo. Yeah, I wouldn't say I watch it religiously, but yeah, if it's on there and, you know, I might watch episode three, then come back on episode 25, but I feel like I haven't missed much, but yet so much has happened. Yeah, you just feel like you just catch up with everything. You're just following their life, really interesting. Everything's on social media anyway, so you don't really need to right. watch, like, their, their mm. show. Yeah. You only just watch it to get their actual initial reaction, but... Yeah, really because most of the be... stories that kind of unravel, they unravel on social media, on then, social like, media. four or five true, months that's later, true. that's when yeah that's when they show it yeah, yeah. so it's just like oh, it's pointless so that's actually so true especially with twitter as well what? yeah they're always on twitter but yeah man hey people it's hello waffle and you already know i'm talking the most talking about cultural appropriation um yeah and all colorism of that. i think we've, yeah cultural yeah appropriation, colorism. Like, I watched that Skins, um, Skin, sorry, because I searched up Skins and I was like, this surely isn't what Tatenda is talking about. Yeah, it was, it was, no, Skins, I think it's like an E4 UK kind of yeah, show. Yeah, like but I think like it's an called American Skin. Version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I watched Skin. Um, and it's just interesting, not gonna lie, it was on the topic of colorism. And it's just like, it's just mad how many black people face colorism and how they decide to choose to bleach their skin because so there, was sad, a, there was this woman, uh, Niger- they were in Nigeria, this woman, um, this documentary is based in Nigeria, but there was this woman, um, she was talking about how she bleaches and then I think the host asked her like, okay, are you, would, you, would you stop? And she was just like, oh no, the, the man that I am with right now likes lighter women. Right. So she wouldn't stop. And then she was like, oh, um, if I stop, then he'll go and find another woman. And I was like, that's so mad. Because that means like, and a few women have said that as well, like um, that if they do this because, you know, that's what men like and to get a man and whatnot, to get attention, like esteemed girls get more attention and da 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 But that is so crazy to me because it's like, that man is not for you because if that's all he likes is, you being lighter and it's not even young girls saying it, it's older women saying it and well, then they'll, yeah. they'll probably pass on that message to us younger girls and then what's it called and then go like move like that because i've had aunties come to me and be like oh no you will be men would want you if, if you were bigger you know nice. all this and then i'm thinking yeah. huh i don't want it <laughs> i'm okay the way i am 
But what's oh, yeah. mad though is some of the women, I think I know the women that you're talking about um, in the documentary. She was just like, you know, if I'm going to change, because I was asking her and probing her like, okay, cool. You know, your man likes you like this, but how about if, you know, he asks you to change? And she was like, yeah, I'll do whatever my husband wants me to do. The only way that I'm going to revert back to being black is if that's what he wants to do. So there's obviously this play of like patriarchal, like patriarchal society, like in Nigeria, but men kind of dominating a woman's body or the way that she should perceive herself. And I guess just Nigeria. Um, this was just based on Nigeria. Oh, no, no, I'm not docu- just. Do- I'm not, do- yeah, I'm just focusing on the documentary. Oh. Yeah, this it was based was a, just in Nigeria. Said, no, 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 I'm not attacking Nigeria, but I'm just talking about Listen. the facts that you know. <laughs> Let me defend my country. Uh, I'm trigger ready. I'm trigger ready. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I'm so you only not here to trigger. No, no, I'm not like obviously that's something that's not gonna lie though. I feel that's like skin bleaching is very much predominantly like a West African, maybe Northern. I don't know. I generally don't feel like skin bleaching happens a lot in Zimbabwe. Like growing up, yeah, I, I don't, generally I don't didn't hear a lot see of women yeah. doing it. But yeah, in Fair West enough. African, maybe I'm not gonna, you know, because I haven't done my research, but generally just from my own experience, skin bleaching is not really a thing. No, my but that comment so. that you made before, sorry, that comment that Tatina made before is uh, that view is predominantly like in the whole of Africa, like oh, men yeah, of are course. the head of the house and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to defend the only <laughs> No, I'm not even kind of Dioli entering was Nigeria. Ready. No, no, Dioli Dioli was actually ready. <laughs> Dioli hadn't even let me land. I hadn't even land, did you? Like, yeah, yeah, um, but so, yeah, listen, yeah. Is, well, is, it just, is it just Nigeria? But what no, I'm trying no, to say, no, yeah, is that it's, it's not a good again. perception, though. If you let me land, yeah, I was going to say that's obviously not a good thing. And obviously, it's in so many different cultures. <laughs> but anyway, going back to what the woman said, she was only basically just saying, like, you know, the only way that I'll change... Obviously, that, this was just my two cents of what she was saying. Obviously, some people may agree or disagree, but yeah, she was just like, if I'm going to change, it's only because my husband wants me to and what my husband likes. I don't even think I'm that was her husband. Be... I think that was just or her boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, boyfriend, husband, yeah, whatever affiliation with the guy that she was talking about, which is a bit mad because obviously the lady um, documenting it, oh, what's the lady's name for the show? I think her name's Beverly Naya or something like that. The British lady, she was just like, oh, okay. okay. Julie, what were you going to say? Before you got triggered. I remember. Oh my gosh. Um, I was gonna respond to your comment though about um is it predominantly comes from older ladies. Um I would expect it to. I would expect older the older generation to have that mindset more than the younger generation, purely because you know, um they come from a time where you know white supremacy was more indoctrinated within society than it is in our society if that makes sense um so like you know they've come from a time where um you know they probably lived through you know independence and all of that in africa and stuff like that you get me like colonial colonialism was still kind of alive um you know we come from a time where you know we're kind of like more aware of our history and more aware of you know white supremacy and racism and this that the other so we're more educated and this that the other you get me but yeah they're still kind of you know from that sort of like background i'm not saying that they weren't on crud they were definitely on crud do you get me but um yeah i would expect it to them to still have that sort of mindset more than the younger people but yeah that's what i was gonna say oh but then what's called to do is i feel like that doesn't correlate to do with like men being you know in charge on their views and stuff like that 
Like, because I feel like it's not even just an African view. I feel like that's generally like the whole narrative um, for the older generation, I guess, um, in the Bible and in other areas of life or mm. other cultures and stuff. It's always the man is the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. You need to respect your husband and yeah. his wishes. Yeah. And your body belongs to your husband, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I feel like it's been that. I don't know if it correlates with what you just said yeah even that like that's what i'm saying both mindsets so the mindset of um you know skin bleaching or you know light is right and also the mindset of patriarchy kind of like things um also the mindset of um when i say patriarchy i mean you know you got to do this for your man you know if you want a healthy marriage you got to do this that the other you get me like the independent woman like i'm sure there were independent women in their times but you know Beyonce and that didn't make independent woman till 99 or whatever it was you get me like the single lady was 2008 you get me like (laughs) this this young generation you know is now saying you know marriage ain't the only thing it's not the only you know sort of life goal you get me like especially a hardship marriage what yeah you get me like um there's a lot of other aspirations and things that you know women have now that they probably want allowed to even dream about you know back then you get me yeah the whole white light is right or white is right it's a bit mad you know it's actually very very mad hundreds it's too much pressure and it's quite disappointing as well because obviously for some of us we're on the complete opposite end of that spectrum (laughs) so it's just like okay so if light is right then how about the rest of us where do i stand how do you view me? And Jolie, if you do get the time to watch the documentary, like I recommend it because obviously some of the women then go into how that whole narrative about, you know, how a woman looks, you know, if or men as well, but obviously this documentary was focused on women. Like when they're trying to go into the entertainment industry, you know, they'll make like really like sly, like microaggression comments. Like, yeah, we can't get the lighting right for you. Like one man said to the lady, like, um, you should come back in 2018 and be lighter. Otherwise you're not going to basically get anywhere. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. So I don't know. I think it's, yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be challenged because, you know, it's in so many cultures, you know, I've got some Asian friends and they said the same thing, you know, when you used to go out, you need to cover your skin. You shouldn't get too dark when you come back home. And it's just like, damn, like, when you hear that, you're like, whoa, like, what is so wrong about being black? Like, why, why does black have the connotation or, you know, some people get offended when you say someone's black, but anyway, why does black have the connotation of darkness and everything that's bad? And, you know, everything's just affiliated with the complete end of spectrum. Yeah. I think, I think the sad thing about, sorry, I think the sad thing about this documentary, not just that the fact that them skin bleaching has caused like, irreversible damage to their skin it's also like if you ask them like oh would you if you had the chance to go back to your natural skin color would you do it and most of them are like yeah and it's just like it's Mm. so sad because you went through all of this to now regret like doing it and wanting to go back to your actual natural skin when they Mm. asked this one woman she started crying she was like yeah like are you happy she was like yeah and then she started getting quieter and quieter and next thing you see she's like crying because she's she's upset like obviously her experience with all of this or skin bleaching or whatever has gotten too much for her and it's just a bit it's just a bit peak 
I think, yeah, it all just comes down to pressure. I mean, having spoken about, you know, the older generation, I guess there was a different kind of pressure for them because some of the skin bleaching, when you look at it now, like the after effects, it looks awful. Like some of it didn't really go correctly. Some of them, you know, obviously certain types of skin bleaching, if not done properly, obviously your knuckles are always going to be a reflection of what tone you were before. There's just some parts that never bleach properly. So when you see that, you're like, whoa, but... I guess it's a part of the sacrifice and for them they perceived it as looking beautiful so I guess it comes down back to that myth of what is actually beautiful like who gave that perception that to, yeah to be beautiful you have to be lighter or you have to have this texture of hair or be this particular size yeah, yeah. I think the one thing that we can take out of this is love yourself yeah first of all most love Amen. yourself and then what's it called like literally like whatever's perceived as beautiful will always change for the longest time it was the um what's called anglo-saxon look you know straight straight hair um blue eyes blonde hair white fair skin that was the look like that was the icon icon of beauty but now things are changing and it's going to the direction that no, everything's beautiful, whether you're small, big, tall, short, you know, got whatever kind of hair and whatever kind of skin tone, everything is beautiful. And it's just like people should be careful when it comes to following trends because, mm. yo, one day, I mean, like back in the day, people were dissing us for having big lips, big bum, big everything, I don't know, the boobs, whatever. Now that's what everyone wants. Now that's what everyone wants. Isn't everyone trying to do BBL just to get a bigger We'll never say it explicitly ways. though, but yeah. And big lips. Now everyone wants big lips, but everyone was mocking big lips back in the day. And the big, yeah, okay, not big nose, people are still trying to adjust their nose. But <laughs> other than that, yeah. like, now people are moving to that and really and truly that could change in a couple of years. And then people are like, nah, you know, smaller bums are the one and, you know, smaller lips mm. and then go back to that. I think that's a, obviously yeah, like another topic for another day because I sometimes look at some people that get like their body enhanced or modified and i'm like some of them inject different types of oil different types of products i'm like in a couple of years one year that might not be in but surely this has some bad effects and consequences on your body but right. i think people need to stop being sheeps man and you know not live by the proof of other people but it, it's it's easier said than done and i don't know what kind of pressure people feel but once people get out of that mindset it'll be quite effective i'm about to be a dick right love all that you said you get me you know love yourself you know you know this that the other you get me yeah me it was all nice yeah but (laughs) (laughs) what i'm gonna say is um it doesn't happen is it as easy as just loving yourself no No. it isn't but i I said that as well saying that it's easier said than done yeah no no but what i mean is like you can love yourself you get me but the societal pressures you know the the whole colorism is still going to be around so what is it that we need to kind of like change or how does you know this whole sort of like white is right or you know if you're darker you know this that the other how how do we change that like what are some of like the myths and some of like the things that you know you would like to be eradicated when it comes to colorism 
I think when it comes to colorism, the first thing is to have a little bit more, as in I haven't really come across a lot of documentaries or seen enough representation. So I think there needs to be a discussion. Like there's probably there, but you know, just a little bit more in your face. We need more representation of, I don't even want to say media, because I feel like there is a few subtle black actors here, there, actresses as well. But I guess maybe just putting that more at the forefront. The only reason why I say that is, you know, after the whole George Floyd thing, I went to the park because I need, yeah, I was just at the park and there was this little black kid that was like saying to his parents, oh my gosh, mommy, is that person black? Like, is she black? Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, he was so excited. And I don't know when, I, <laughs> that was such a random experience, but I just took it like some kids, like that discussion or topic is actually not spoken about. <laughs> so people need to start educating that there's different shades, like with children and stuff like that. Um, yeah, a bit random. No, but then, yeah, with children, it's like, well, I don't know if we spoke about this, or I spoke about this with other people, or maybe, no, no, it was when we still had that radio show, that like, when did you realise you are black? Like, with children, they actually don't know that they're different. They don't know no better. And it's until someone points out, like, oh, rah, there's something called black and white, and you're black, like, you're, you know, the other side kind of thing. It's like, oh, rah. And then your eyes, it's like your innocent eyes are open, and it's just like, oh, my gosh. There's so many different colors, but it's just weird. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with this. But um, <laughs> I think with what, with what Diolie said, I feel like I need to probably um, probably think about it, like have time to think about it. But it's just like the mindset of people, I guess. I think I was lucky enough to like, obviously grew up in a small town from a predominantly white, but I had still had a lot of black people around me, still had a lot of, um, even Asians, like Nepalese people, there's bare Nepalese people in this, um, in my town. And even when I talk to other people, like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I've got some Nepalese friends, like, oh, what's, what's Nepalese? They, they've never like met Nepalese people because there's no, they're not in that area. But anyway, so I was lucky enough to have that and be like, yo, I'm black and I'm proud from a young, early age obviously there's some aspects of my body I still want to change now but yeah it is a process and sometimes I had to be real with myself and be like no Melissa actually your skin is beautiful actually your body is funny and yeah you might be getting some fat on your stomach but it's right <laughs> but I think what's well, I mean, yeah. you just have to tell yourself to like you know you just have to big yourself up sometimes and be like, no, your eyes are nice, though. It's all right. I, your hair's calm. At the end of the day, like, this is, like, centuries and decades and whatnot of, um, you know, yeah. myths that have been passed down. I think the first thing is to just accept that it's not going to change drastically or it may What's never change. What's one of the myths, then, that you know? Chitanda? One of the myths that I know. Um... Oh, you know, someone puts you on the spot here. Like, obviously, okay. yeah. No, because I was um, trying to think of the myths and asking. Fairer yeah, skin it. is better. I mean, just yeah, just this whole sizing thing. Like, you know, uh, the bigger, the less desirable that you are. I got. Um, I'm just stemming from that. Go purely. Light skin girls are more feminine. Oh, I've never heard of that. that Really? How are light skin girls more feminine? (laughs) It's just probably because the dark skin girls are called like rude or aggressive. Rude, aggressive, yeah, probably. Like, um, yeah, that comes from the whole feminine. Like, so like, it started with white women are more innocent, feminine. You know. Oh, like white women will treat you right. Like, yeah, they're more fragile. You know. Yeah. Did you guys see Get Out? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Them or all of that, you get me. Like, I was so good. And then, so yeah, it started with you know white women are more innocent, you know feminine, you know 
beautiful, you know, gracious. And then obviously the closer you are. Yeah, it start it's obviously started with that. And then obviously the closer yeah. you are to light, the closer you are to those sorts of ideals, you get me. Okay. So that's why it's light skinned girls are more feminine than dark skinned girls. And it's but not just go yeah, ahead. Sorry, go. No, I was going to say, you can't change people's stupidity. So at the end of the day, it comes to an individual basis. I don't know. Like, I feel like certain things are just not going to change, like, drastically. Certain myths are probably going to stay for a really long time. And it's just a part of the front. Um, but, you know, we've got black girl magic and stuff like that. So really, truly, all the work needs to start within our own communities. And we need to just shake up the narrative. Because, Wait, no. yeah. Yeah, but it's hard, though. That's what, like, with what you're saying. Like, yeah, calm. I agree with what you're saying. But it's hard because, like, if it's your brothers or I say brothers in a general term, not just, you know, I don't know, blood relative. But, yeah, if it's your brothers saying this about you, then it's very yeah, hard I mean, to change that. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what, what I'm trying to get out. You get me? Like, we can Okay, be then saying, that, that changes a lot. Yeah. yeah we can be saying, like, like, you know, love yourself, this, that, the other. But if the people around you and society yeah. around you are the ones bringing you down, all this, you know, negative, like, you know, roaches, this, that, the other, yeah. you get me? <laughs> then, like, everything that i say is a myth let me just get that clear you get me like but these this is some people's reality but this, is, but this is what is out here you get me like dark skin yeah, girls yeah, yeah. are this you know dark skin girls are this that the other you get me they're aggressive yeah. they're loud you know this that the other. like this is what i've like, yeah. heard you get me <laughs> so that's what i'm saying like if 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 the guys if the people that you call friends if the people that you know you yeah, see in church if they're constantly out. saying this stuff you know it's hard to tell a woman you know all you have to do is you know find your inner beauty and love yourself and you know rise above no that's so true that one is a very tough one because literally if you're living in a household like say like you're the only dark one and the rest of your family's light it's like that is then that's just an yeah that one's really tough because mm. I think you're dealing with the mentality of now other people and if people aren't wish willing to change their own mentality then how do you you know keep pushing that that one's really tight um yeah i think for me no yeah go ahead, no, go ahead. no 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 go, go go i had nothing of um life. yeah i think for me like Sad. um confrontation and education for me um it's like like when you hear this stuff you have to confront it you get me like when you hear you know some of the the myths you know some of the the negative way of thinking you know some of you know just these lies and you know just these things that uphold you know colorism um when you see it in action you just gotta confront it and you have to you know call it out you know say it for what it is and you know the thing is like when you do that like two things are two things could possibly happen either the person is like oh i didn't know I, I hold my hands up and you know goes and tries to educate themselves or they just reject you and you know speak over you and say no you're talking rubbish this that the other you get me they try to say nah man you get me like the common one is you know if you say i don't know 
light-skinned girls, you know, are always chosen or this, that, the other. They're treated better than dark-skinned women, this, that, the other. The common one is, oh, it's just preference. You get me? Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah, like, when you do confront, you know, there's going to be two things, you know. It's either going to be, you know, hold my hands up or, you know, reject. Or, you know, maybe they just don't care. You get me? Um, but, yeah, so you got to call it out. And then the second one is, like, educate. You get me? So for me, like, I didn't even know, like, when I was 15, 16, you get me? Like, how deep, you know, white supremacy is, you know, the layers, you know, how... I didn't even know what colorism meant at, like, 15, 16. You get me? I didn't even know it was yeah, a thing. You get correct. me? Um, mm. It was only when, you know, I started going to, like, ACS debates and people are talking, you know, colorism, this, that, the other. And then I'm like, oh, there's actually a word. You get me? Like, you, you might see it happening, but you don't know, like, there's you a don't know term or, term. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you don't... Yeah. Like, I might have heard, you know, one of my friends say this, you get me? But, you know, in my mind, I'm just thinking, oh, I don't know, for some reason he hates a certain type of person that yeah. is a certain type of colour for some reason. But then once somebody tells you, you know, once you hear it in a debate, once, you know, people talk about it, you get me? And then you go... And when and someone then you says go, it's not right. Yeah. yeah, when they call it out. And then you go and then you go educate yourself, you know, you go and... Mm read up up on it you know I, I've been reading the bluest eye by Tony Morrison in this past month and it's just kind of like reconfirmed a lot of the stuff that I already know about you know colorism and you know racism and this that the other and it's like once you educate that's when you're like yeah this isn't right you know even the smallest thing that you could see could lead to colorism that's when you're like yeah this isn't right either you get me so that's why that's what I'm on in terms of like I mean, it is easy to, you know, tell someone, you know, you have to love yourself, but it's not really coming from the person who is being affected by it. It's coming from other people. So, yeah, putting it, putting the labor on, you know, yourself or putting the labor on, you know, other women, you know, Mm. is, is a tough ask because, you know, if, if you're asking a woman to, you know, rise above and be the better person when, you know, you're constantly like degraded or constantly put down. Mm, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Tough. Like, you really and truly, we got to be telling the other people that are saying these comments or thinking this way. Like, but regardless, yeah, like, yeah. some, some people might not be willing to listen. So, ir- irrespective, it's going to come down to that notion of individual in- initiative. Do you know what I mean? As, definitely, in, as definitely. much as you want to educate and stuff like that, some people are like, yeah, but I don't want to. And definitely. obviously, that's, yeah, like a no brainer. But yeah, obviously saying self-love is such a generic cliche answer, but obviously it's deeper than that. But it's kind of just like, you know, learning to, and easier said than done, but yeah, learning to not be so like conforming to what other people say. But like you said, if you're living in a household or a place where that's the constant narrative that's being chucked at you, Mm. it's tough. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. I'm not even denying it. Like Mm. it's really tough. And I don't think I have like, yeah, like one size fit all answer, but I'm just giving advice of what's worked for me or what's, I'm yeah. still, you know, working no, through. I definitely Wait. think... Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go on. No, I definitely think <laughs> self-love is important. <laughs> I definitely think it's important. Um, now, when we say self-love, I also have an issue with, you know, sometimes, you know, people don't explain what they mean by self-love. Um, but, like, you've, you've just explained, you know, you know, the whole process and this, that, the other. And I, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Um, I think that is important. And I think, you know, people do have to take the responsibility to learn you know, about colorism and, you know, why they shouldn't be affected by it or why they shouldn't, you know, believe that they're not beautiful and this, that, the other. I do believe that people should take that responsibility. Um, I'm just saying, you know, 
um there's that and then there's also the other side where it's like you know once you've taken responsibility and you know who you are deep inside of yourself you know you're still going to be faced by the reality of people telling you you're not what you know is true you get me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so and i think um, it'd be nice like you know even like racism people to challenge it like it yeah. starts from your workplaces from this at the other at all root levels because some people just get away with it so long that when someone challenges them they're like oh but i've been saying this for the, like for all my life this is the narrative i've people have accepted i've never challenged me on so it would be nice to call it out like you know you hear it on the school playground when we're all growing up just certain comments and obviously then we didn't see it as deep but if someone's calling you bleak and you hear that for your whole life you're like damn like i'm you know what i mean bleak is not a nice word and just different kind of (laughs) words but obviously growing up we just thought oh yeah it's funny and especially it's funny when you're not in that group like i wouldn't say i was targeted for being dark or whatever but it hurts man like when you hear people now talk Mm. about it and they're like nah that bleak is not a nice word so it's actually such a peak word really and truly yeah you're bleak yeah with what Dioli was saying yeah I agree with your advice I think sometimes it's just hard to confront it at times because like let's say back in the day it was on Twitter and that's what every man was talking about like now black girls no they're whatever and it's like then maybe now it's just easier because we're older but like then it was like probably hard to stand up against it because mm-hmm. it was just I don't know whatever but yeah I think one thing I found though it's like uh like I always try to talk to people like okay so why do you think like this and this and that but I, what I found is like that mentality of like why it's right is usually when or concerning black boys anyway it's usually when they're younger mm-hmm. and then when they're older they come to realize like oh no black girls no they're, they're paying still and I'm just thinking like fam I've been telling you lot this all this time. Why is it now mm. that you're now changing your mind and thinking like, oh yeah, yeah, like no, I'm just on black girls now. Like da, 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 da. Mm. it's just like it's just there's something wrong in that. There's something not right. Because even myself when I was younger, I was told that no one likes black girls. Mm. And that's that. But I was living in a predominantly white white neighborhood. Like mm. so really and truly, no one was trying it with me. None of the white guys, none of the black guys, no one, none mm. of the Asians, no one was trying it with me. Probably when I've gone older, people are like, no, no, this person left you still, yeah, they go there. But like really and truly back then, nothing mm. was happening. So mm. I I stuck to that narrative, like, oh raw, like no one actually likes black girls until I was like, no, nah, but really actually I wasn't trying it with none of them anyway. I didn't want none of them. Yeah. But it was still like, oh raw, like hey, this is a bit mad. But and it's I also guess... that narrative like against them, like, oh, I'm pursuing what's considered undesirable. Not you necessarily, but you know the yeah. skin tone and everything that stands for it. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, it's Hella Waffle and we're back like we never left. But I guess uh, I don't know. I think on. for me, um, just to add on to your point, like when I say confront, um, I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, you guys or other black girls, you know, who are in that situation. And, you know, because at the same time, you have to look after yourself. You get me? And if you confront, you have to realize that you might put yourself in a situation where you might be gaslighted and you might hear, you know, stuff like, oh, it's not that deep or you get me like, you know, it's yeah, just preference and stuff was, like that. Yeah. yeah. Like you always want to look after your own mentality and your your own self. You get me? So yeah. I'm not saying that, but when I say confront, it, it's it's more of the mindset or the thing where, you know, 
a lot of men will be like, you know, they'll throw up tweets like, oh, I love black women. Or, you know, they'll say, you know, we're here to protect black women, you know, this, that, the other. But when it comes to, you know, actually doing so, like... It's not that. Yeah, you get me? Like, <laughs> like when they hear man them saying, you know, this, that, the other, or, you know, treating, you know, darker-skinned women in a certain way than how they would treat, you know, lighter-skinned women, you know, they're silent, you get me? Um, so that's when I say confront because it's like, hold up, brother. Nobody's getting fooled by, you know, you throwing up a tweet saying, you know, black girls are this. Like, come on, man. Mm, it's yeah. 200 and whatever characters. Like, <laughs> like, you don't need to be performative at the end of the day. You don't need to pretend. Nice. Like, if you don't do that, just, like, nobody's asking you to tweet. Nobody's that. forcing like, you yeah, to do yeah. it. Yeah, like. But if you and are I- going to be someone that does that, then we have to see it in your actions you get me yeah because like, isn't it some people got called up like someone was like yeah i love black girls and then someone pulled up their old tweet like and then them saying like black girls or whatever monkey yeah. or whatever. it was it was a mad tweet but it's just like fam is this you it was a bit mad but yeah i think one thing as well that's tapped that has come out from that mentality of guys as well is that when they get with like other black like let's say white people or other ethnic minority um mm. other ethnic backgrounds then they feel that their partners feel like they have the right to degrade black women as well because mm. they're hearing this from their black partner because if they hear that like, oh no i don't like black girls because they're disrespectful like they're not mm. going to do this and that for me and all that then like their partner their other ethnic partner like the white girlfriend or whatever mm. who feel like oh yeah no yeah like yeah black girls are this and that because she's mm. hearing it from her man but mm. there's no protection in that there's no like i don't know what the word is but it's just it's just i don't know i don't even it's know it's like a vicious go, yeah just a like, vicious cycle like but back I, and forth yeah i don't know if that happens now but i know that back in the day that's what was happening and you know people of other ethnic backgrounds felt that they had the right to degrade black women as well because our brothers were degrading us like or our men were degrading us obviously like you know some people say oh but you know black people you know you can't blame black people for kind of like having internalized thoughts you know internalized anti-black thoughts you get me like racism is alive you can't blame mm. black people for you know thinking that way and you know kind of like saying colorist thoughts when they're in a world where they are they're told they're not you know this or this that the other you get me like anti-blackness from other people's communities isn't black people's fault there are a lot of people that will say that you get me like mm. but at the same time like just because you know racism is alive and well and you know anti-blackness from other communities isn't black people's fault doesn't mean that we should still be out here you know saying all this colorist stuff because other people like other communities say it you get me like we we can we can't take responsibility for the other communities but we can take Mm. responsibility for our community and say Mm. you know if if a if a black person is doing something that's anti-black it'd be like yo brother that's not gonna yeah, run here, not, you get it's me? Not run, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just laugh it off, yeah. Yeah, like even with you know people, you know, your non-black friends, like 
I'm not saying it's your fault that they say the N-word or it's your fault that they might think that, you know, black men are a certain type of way. But, you know, if it happens in front of your face, then you can correct that. You get me? Like, yeah, I hear that. But, Just yeah. on a, what's it called? A final note. Um, what did I want to say? I wanted to ask about how about, obviously you're talking about deep-rooted racism and, you know, we've got like anti-black tones within us. How about the whole debate about black women's hair and, you know, wigs and weaves? Do you think that's a form of anti-blackness in, in a sense because of the Western, you know, having Western hair and curls and, or is it more empowering and showing the versatility in black women to, you know, switch it up and be like, yeah, it's my hair, I can do what I want. And obviously there's other, um, what's it called, races that do wear wigs. I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm just focusing largely on the African yours. community. Yeah, the African um, black community. I think growing up, I thought saw it as a sense of power because, you know, I could come into school Monday with braids and then Wednesday I can rock up with cornrows and then Friday I'm in my natural hair. Do you know what I mean? I saw it as a sense of power and versatility in that sense. But then at the same time, I feel like, you know, we talk about cultural appropriation mm. um, for like white women or other cultures taking what we created and doing it their way. But I kind of feel like the reverse as well, or we kind of culture appropriate like um, white women's hair and, you know, Asian women's hair. Well, we take mm. Brazilian and Malaysian and Peruvian and all these type of people's hair mm. to put it on our own to kind of, in a sense, fit in in that sense. Mm. I don't know, that's kind of cultural appropriation, is it not? from us i mean yeah i've heard a lot of people say you know you know black women wearing straight wigs is you know cultural appropriation of um white people or you know asian people um but then the argument that i always hear from black women is then um natural hair or you know the natural styles that black women have is um political and sometimes you can't be wearing it you know afro yeah. in that in the mm. office or you know there's that as well yeah like you're kind of pressured to like have it straight or have it in wigs like sometimes yeah. you're not allowed to have it you know the way you want so i don't know like personally i don't know that's all i've heard no yeah i've always been I've, not always but i've heard that um the natural hair isn't seen as professional yeah um or even neat in a sense because Imagine back in a day, Tizendo, you know how we're rocking up at school. Sometimes our hairs was <laughs> Yeah, we, we were switching it up all the time. It was a bit mad we, still. Yeah. Like it was a bit mad. And we used to relax our hair back in the day as well, because mm. we thought, you know, that's just easier to handle. It just looks a bit neater and tidier. Our, relaxing our hair, is a big no no, man. It, it is. Our hair can move in the wind. I used to be excited that my hair can move in the wind and I could feel my scalp. Like and when you the... shake it, you can feel it shake, like, oh yeah yeah and then you know but like what's it called so i i guess in that sense yes so i don't know is it our fault or is it counter our counterparts fault that we have this mentality because now it's I don't a, know. Yeah. it's a tough one i feel like the root when you really really break it down it probably isn't a good thing really and truly it doesn't make sense but at the same time the way that black women black men because some men wear wigs now <laughs> you know the way that we've been able to switch things up and be like you know what i can wear and do what i want i think it's amazing because you know the whole weaving braiding conroe that all generates from black women and even when you look back at tribes you know they'll add different things to create extensions Today, and curls yeah. and you know, to kind of create that illusion that, you know, something is there or it's not. So 
I don't know. I think it really just depends on people because, you know, like some people be like, oh, if you wear human hair, you're bringing dead spirits into your house. So, you know, <laughs> people are different. That's why you pray over that hair. That's why you pray you over that hair. I don't think it's necessarily bad. Um, I don't wear wigs a lot, but I do want to switch it up and wear them every now and then, you know, mm. coming up. Um, yeah. But I think that is, it's nice now, like, you know, people can go to, well, I don't know. It really depends where you are. I still think that that fight towards women going to work with the Afro hair is still there. Um, I think if you've got short Afro hair, it's a lot more tameable, especially, you know, Southern Africans and Bobbins. No, but I don't even think that short hair is seen as professional. Because even myself, sometimes I, I think uh, last year when I had, in, when I was trying to go to interviews, I was like, oh, should I wear a wig? Because, you really? know. Yeah, because I, 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 I thought that. Think. I thought that because I was like, oh, what are they going to think of my hair? Like, is it going to be okay? Is it not? Like, it was one of those. And then, um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, go on, dearly, sorry. But you kind of felt that pressure to wear a wig, you know? Yeah. But I was going to say something else, but I forgot. But yeah, go on. I think from a male's point of view, I'm not going to be here and be performative and say, you know. No, tell the truth. It's okay. Yeah, I'm not going to say that, like, you know. I like all sorts of hairstyles when it comes to like wigs, this, that. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not going to be for like. Which ones do you like? Which ones do you like, Julie? I mean, I like braids. Um, Afro once in a while, you get me. Short hair. You get me. I don't mind wigs, but you know, it's not my, it's not my first choice. You get me. But you get me. Like, yeah, I have my own personal favorites. You get me, like, I have my own things that I like. Um, but at the same time, I think the problem comes when we don't kind of, like, realise or we don't, you know, kind of take heed to the fact that black hair is political. You get me? And, like, while I do have my favourites and I have this, that, the other, I think the problem comes in when men are always saying, yo, I hate wigs, I hate this. I hate, you get me, like, every tweet is, why are you wearing wigs? Why are you wearing, like, you get me, like, that's yeah. when the problem comes in, where it's, like, you're if always you chucking like your opinion down people's throats. Like, if you don't like it, then don't go oh. for a girl that wears wigs, you get me? Or don't As go in... for a girl that wears braids. Like, everyone doesn't need to know, you know, mm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm. that this is not what you don't like, you get me? Mm. <laughs> That's, that's what I think the problem them. comes because that's when it gets into oh you just don't like because then if you're saying you don't like braids you don't like wigs you don't like this that the other then what that means what do you like of black women like when it comes to hair you get me like mm. there's no choice yeah when, even, no choice. even when people say I don't like braids I'm like why like mm. braids are like sick when they're done mm. nicely yeah braids are dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and then yeah what's cool i was gonna say i remember what i was gonna say earlier it was like in america like a state in america was it, i don't know if it was georgia or somewhere else basically they made it legal or illegal basically mm. they passed a bill where like illegal. um no no, no where, where black women can wear their hair whichever way like if they are told to they change it that bill yeah in it if they had to change it then they could like you know not press charges but like it's that discriminatory discriminatory um if like a workplace asks them to change their hair Mm. not seen as professional so it's kind of like that kind of law kind of rule whatever that was passed recently and i think it was definitely a state in america and i think there was a couple of other states that were going to pass that same um ruling as well 
But yeah, that's a bit mad, you know, in 2020. Mm. That we have to make up those rules yeah. to be like, yeah. That's I so mad. What's it called? Jolu's point's like a good way to see it though. You know, black hair's black women's hair is a political statement. Mm. And I feel like, you know, we have the right to, you know, switch it up or have that versatility in the way that we project or want to be seen. And, mm. you know, just like any other woman of any other type of race, you know, we shouldn't be stopped. You know, if we want to do what we want to do, let us. Mm. I mean, obviously, like, without it drifting into cultural appropriation, but yeah, I mean, it's like we should be able to, um, yeah, be whatever to tender you want to be today, tomorrow, yesterday. Like, that's the beauty of Afro hair. You know, we've been, you know, cursed about our hair or, you know, kind of ridiculed about it for so long. And now we finally are able to embrace it. We're able to switch it up. We're able to color it, dye it, cut it, braid it, you name it. And, you know, now black men don't like it. I think it's ridiculous. I think black women should do what they want. Mm. It's like, tell your mom that you don't like wigs. It's okay. <laughs> and do you know what? Don't get me wrong. Like, Jolu, there's some that don't, you know, <laughs> some of it's tight. But I, yeah. think, I think the important <laughs> thing to remember also is like, we always hear the loudest people, you get me? Um, yeah. So, like, I feel like the majority of, you know, black men that I know are calm. You get me? Like, mm. they don't care. You get me? Like, yeah. when it comes to hair, you know, they don't care. When it comes to black women, like, they love black women, you get me? But you're always going to hear, like, the loudest people. So, like, the ones that are saying, you know, hate wigs, you know, the ones that are saying dark screaming or this, you know, those are yeah. the ones that you're going to hear. You're those, not always yeah. necessarily going to hear, you know, the guy that, you know, has, has always dated black women but doesn't tweet it because mm. why is he going to tweet it for you get me why is he going to tweet his mm. his dating history or why is he going yeah, to tweet what he but what some he people loves. just want to be in the limelight and they want to vex you know to everyone yeah there's definitely you know a problem and we can't sweep it under the rug like when it comes to colorism texturism featureism like there definitely is a problem and it needs to be addressed but at the same time i just want to remind people like you're always going to hear the loudest you're always going to yeah. hear the people at the forefront. That doesn't mean, yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean doesn't it's mean a general it's, consensus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go. Yeah. No, I hear that. I agree. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> no, that's nice. <laughs> no, but no, it's, <laughs> no, it's it's a journey, man. I think you know we're we're on a journey of of change, and some of it we'll see in our lifetime. Some of it I'm going to be speaking to God about it. Yeah, that's about it. I hear that. <laughs> Amen. Love yourself, Amen. man. Love yourself. And don't confront. seek other people's approval as well. You know, oh, facts. Or else you'll never be happy. You'll or never be happy, man. Educate yeah, yourself. All of that. And yeah, with family, it's a really tough one. You know, it would be nice if people could just, you know, work on themselves, even adults. You know, there's never an age to stop. Adults. No, yeah, but there's <laughs> never an age to stop learning. But some adults feel like they've got so Honestly, much wisdom. Yeah. yeah you, you, just you, you have to up. tell that auntie that you're not going to use her skin bleaching cream. You get me? Like, <laughs> Like, auntie, no. You gotta tell auntie, her. No. no, but you that... know some aunties, some aunties are switching it into the Vaseline, blending it in together. Man. I'm so dead. Use use natural um ingredients like coconut oil, shea butter, yeah, and yeah. did she say sulfur? But I feel like sulfur doesn't sound natural. Sulfur doesn't sound so natural. But most no, importantly, understand that there's certain shades and parts of your body that may just never come off. You know, you see some people doing the most and it's just like, no, that's a birthmark. That's this, that's the other. Mm. Um, you know, people's, you know, not everyone has even tone. That's the whole purpose. You know, different parts 
catch the sun differently and they kind of stay that way you got marks you've got different things what? so yeah, yeah it, facts. It, and i swear it's more effort waking up every day trying to moisturize that bleaching i don't know but i let them know that relaxed hair isn't the best hair no it's not no that burnt scalp oh i've burnt my scalp so many times yeah. and when you're wearing that wig make sure that you know you like that nappy it's hair late. or whatever you have the word nappy oh, i don't know it's a bit you know it's yeah, please. You get me like, yeah. Make because, sure the wig is late. Yeah, 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 just because we're saying you get me like wigs are good, this, that, the other doesn't mean it shouldn't be tidy underneath. You get me like, I'm so dead. <laughs> yeah, that one. Don't, oh, don't neglect so it. Dead. You see, so yeah, many people like that wig. Yeah, yeah, when you wake up that, I whip off that wig and you see the cotton rock so it's peak. When you're, when you're wearing a frontal, we're trying to say, what frontal? You're getting me like, that's, what we're trying, that's, that's the standards that we're looking for out here. You're getting what me. frontal? Oh, I thought that was your hair. Yeah, I thought that was your hair. Legit. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. That's why yeah. I'm scared of wearing wigs, you know, because, bro, if I can't do it right, then... With black girls, you always know that they're going to look. Like, I was watching a video, it was literally like, you know, I know I'm going to ask, so someone's definitely going to, not ask, but look, do you know what I mean? As in that, like, yeah. how late it is and everything. So it's a like, tight game. Well, sometimes it could be nice in pictures, yes, but then when you see it real life, it's not.